Hello, I'm Linda Adams with the Florida Nursery Growers and Landscape Association. Welcome to the FNGLA Plant People Podcast. We wish to thank Farm Credit Associations of Florida for sponsoring this episode. Farm Credit is a longstanding partner of FNGLA, and we are very grateful for their support. Our guests today are Teresa and Kevin Riley, second-generation owners of Rockledge Gardens, an amazing independent garden center located in Rockledge, Florida. Not only does Rockledge Gardens offer plants and garden supplies for homeowners, it also includes a farmer's market and special event venues. Started in 1960 by Teresa's father as a roadside stand, today Rockledge Gardens is the largest and most complete garden center in Brevard County. Teresa and Kevin are known to be smart and creative business people, and they top my list as generous, caring, and fun FNGLA friends. Teresa and Kevin, hello. Hi, Linda. Thank hello. you. Wow. I don't know I if don't we know. deserved all that, but yeah. thank you. Well, <laughs> thank you for being on our podcast. We know you've been doing a lot of traveling and appreciate you being one of our very first interviewers for the FNGLA Plant People podcast. Um, thank you. I, our, our podcast is all about storytelling, and I know that your story is actually a love story for one another and for Rockledge Gardens. So, Teresa, I was hoping you would start out by sharing um, with us the beginnings of Rockledge Gardens, starting with your, your dad, Harry Whitty. Sure. Well, my dad, Harry Whitty, and my mom, Mary Whitty, started Rockledge Gardens in 1960. My dad was very active in the community and the early stages of FNGLA. At that point, it was just, um, what was it? FNGA. FNGA. And so we've watched so many transitions. But he also was involved in um, helping to write the first uh, manual for the certification. Um, just, Just loved the industry so much. He came with uh, very little experience. He actually was a Navy man and he had grown some cabbages. His love of growing and of plants happened when when he got out of the Navy and was up in the Jacksonville area. He was growing cabbages and there was a freeze one year and he decided, oh, this is not going to work. So they moved to Brevard County and he started, um, he went into business with a bulb, a flower bulb man. It was called Thomas and Whitty for a while, and they grew bulbs, but they also imported them and packaged them. Um, and that's what Rockledge Gardens, the physical space Rockledge Gardens is at, started at a bulb packing business. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then one year after a, a bad freeze, he decided that um, he would have a roadside stand and sell bags of soil and plants just on an honor system. And he had two different people come in and try to manage it as a garden center and, and they failed terribly. And my dad just said, this is, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I'm going to do the garden center. Um, I'm the youngest of six children. All of my brothers and sisters took turns working there. Um, but none of them wanted to do it. I mean, they went way back to the bulb days too. This would be in the they 50s. Were, yeah. They worked in the bulb plant too. Yeah. 
Um, but then by the time I, I came along and started working as a cashier and loading, and I was 12 when I first learned to run the cash register. When I was in high school, I met Kevin, Rockledge High School. In fact, we're having the Rockledge High class reunion at Rockledge Gardens tomorrow night. Kevin's 40, what, what 40, year is it? 45th, 40, but it was delayed for two years. Yeah, so. <laughs> 47th high school reunion is going to be hosted at Rockledge Gardens tomorrow night. Oh, but that's fun. where we met. Um, fell in love. I got him his first job picking weeds at Rockledge Gardens. And um, the the rest is kind of history, as he likes to say, he's still picking weeds. Um, And I don't think I could have done it without Kevin. I think it was very important for us to, to have that partnership that we work together. So I understand why my siblings didn't feel they could, but because I met Kevin. I, we felt like we could do it together. After we graduated from college, he got his degree in uh, marketing and mass communications. I got mine in social work. But while we were there, we also took classes um, at Florida A&M and horticulture. So we were kind of always had that in the back of our minds that we loved uh, the garden center business. But we wanted something to fall back on mm-hmm. too, if we decided yeah. otherwise, but never, yeah. never happened. But, but yeah. then, and, you know, 40, yeah. 45 years active, we've been working in the business and my dad's been gone 23, 24 years, yeah. 24 years. Um, so we've, we've been uh, running the show. So um, what college, did, what university, just so all the Gator people know where you came from? Oh, Florida State. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, go Seminoles. Thanks, I, Linda. Yeah. yeah. Um, I still have ten meetings. <laughs> um, when, Kevin, when you went to work at Rockledge Gardens, it was because you wanted to hang out with Teresa, really, wasn't it? Well, I, yeah, I guess I should say that, right. I really, I had a couple of minor jobs before that that didn't work out. And so, yeah, she got me this, well, she was pretty cute and she did uh, let me, you know, copy off her homework and stuff. So I thought, well, and she gets me a job with her dad. She's really cool, cool gal. And so one thing, yeah, that didn't other, but, and the picking the weeds wasn't so bad, you know, I could, I could do this. Yes. It's almost, I've heard you say you started at um, Rockledge Gardens as the head picker of weeds, and you continue to be the head picker of weeds over. That's yeah, good I, job yeah, security. I, yeah, I just have more people under me picking weeds, also. But you know, you know what the industry business is like. You got to do that. And as time went on, I, I honestly felt at times that my parents loved Kevin more than me. Yeah. They just they loved him so much and and appreciated all that he did at Rockledge Gardens and and for our family. So um he just fit right in. He was just a, a, a just an incredible but but asset. as as Teresa mentioned though, I mean it, it's it, I think the only way either one of us has done this for all these years is as a partnership. And I and you you know I don't I see other people do their business of course not as with a partner like that. And and I and I wonder how that can happen because it's it's really made a difference and made us both stick to it and, and, and succeed, I would think, uh, the partnership. And so it's worked out well. Worked out what well. was your impression? Like you came in so young in the business. What was your impression of the family business, thinking the business side of it at that well, time? I, and and how yeah. did that evolve over the years? But I, I, I would always always have a, a fascination with business, and I, I always had in mind that I would have a business of some kind someday. So that part of it was intriguing. But as far as the nursery part of it, her dad had 
pretty much everything to do with my love of the horticultural business. I mean, remember when we were at school up at Florida State, one spring we actually had to take off the spring and come down and work because spring was very busy that year. And he, I think he lost a cashier. And so we said, well, we'll come down for spring and helped out. But I also remember one time we we're up there and he, he said, why don't you all come down to the trade show? And that's when the trade show was in Tampa with Curtis Hickson Hall. Yeah. Is it? And he said, come on down. And we went and spent one night down there and he took us to the trade show. And of course, going to the trade show, I think it was probably our first time. You put you in awe and say, wow, this is really cool. You know, and so uh, that one more little thing that says, this is something I want to pursue more of. So, a little taste of horticulture is great. It's nice to hear um, when people say one of the things that captured them to come into the industry was something related to FNGLA and, you know, an association event. And a lot of times it is the trade show, but even um, people who have been in the, grew up in the industry, they'll say, oh, my parents took me to chapter meetings and, you know, those connections come. So yeah. that's always nice to, to know it makes a difference out there. <laughs> yeah. And, and then through those, and we, we were, had, we had a very active chapter at that time also, um, and, and we went to the monthly meetings and, and just meeting the other people in the industry, you know, he, he introduced to them was just, again, another reason that this was the place we wanted to be and felt very comfortable and, and welcomed and excited about. Yeah. Do you see things, um, thinking about some of the values um, you bring to Rockledge Gardens from your parents' generation, um, are they... I'm sure you carry some of those, but are there things that are different um, now or that you well, can, the I mean, next we're, generation we're, will be dealing with? Definitely the staff would be the difference. I mean, it's a, our staff is very young right now. I mean, for many years, we had the same people for years and years, and we all were growing older and kind of stuck in our ways. But this young staff, you, you got to speak their language or as much as you can, or at least have somebody that can interpret the language for you and, and just the way they do things and how you handle them. That is totally different and maybe still not doing it like I should. And that's why we're thankful to have our daughter-in-law Liz involved because she does relate well with the her. Staff. Yeah. Her, her big thing, she wants to create the culture um, of a happy workplace. And I, I do have to say more than ever, our staff is passionate about what they do. Um, through through the years, you go through people that, you know, it it's a job. It's a job. They come, they work, um, cashiers, even people who who water and and work with the put put stock away, that kind of thing. It's a job. I'd say more now than ever, the majority of our staff are people who are working there because they love it. They love it. Whether it's the events person who's just passionate about um, you know, helping people to find the right location for their special event or wedding, or, you know, the annual and perennial person, even, even the cashiers are just like passionate about helping people and talking to them about their choices that they made. Um, they're, they're growers, they're plant fanatics, they're, um, they, they love what they do because they love the industry. They love the outdoors. They love plants. They love each other. Um, which is pretty cool. So that that's evolved over time um, into, um, you know, the main main characters, the, the head staff has always been passionate, but now it's all the way down to the people that load the load the vehicles who just seem just very excited and 
passionate about what they do. And that makes it a happy place to come shop. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to keep keep fueling that. I mean, it, you know, it's something that doesn't happen totally on its own and can can window out. But we do. We try to keep education is 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 very important to them. So we try to keep opportunities for them. We I don't know how many uh, certifications we oh, have now. I think we have 18. eighteen people certified. Yeah. So we really push to FNF. FNGLA. Yes, there you go. Thank you. Your dad's legacy for getting the certification program going lives at Rockledge Gardens and across the state, but definitely Rockledge. And I, you know, with the generational thing, because basically, even though it's, we're technically in the third generation now. Um, even though it's not actively our children, they're, they're still involved, two of, two of them and an in-law. Um, there's, a, there's a transition time. So it's my dad's, um, there were some difficult times, some challenging times of bringing in the new way of doing things. Mm -hmm. You know, Kevin and I had, had new ideas and new things, and, and sometimes my dad was resistant to change. And now I'm seeing it now with this next generation. But but I think one of the things we need to learn to do, and I think Kevin and I did, it wasn't always easy, is to step back, stand out of the way and, and let them do it. Um, and a lot of that has to do with um, uh, technology and um, social media and just, um, you know, terminology and, and that kind of thing. Um, it's not uh, the same traditions that we knew and held on to it, it's new and energized and, and fresh. Um, mm. and, and we need to just, um, stand back and, and watch every now and then, you know, we'll, we'll reel them back in and say, wait, 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 just, you know, you're not thinking this totally all the way through, yeah. but for the most part, um, but I, we try not to say, well, we did that 30 years ago and it didn't work. I mean, well, let's try it again, but this is what we Try to watch for or whatever, but yeah, we want them to, to learn by their mm -hmm. actions. For Thank sure. you for sharing that, Teresa. You must have been reading my notes because that was actually the next thing I was going to ask about the whole generation, you know, working as the the second generation to the first, and then the you know the parent to the next generation. But you guys um, also went through some significant changes, brought on advancements. I would say. Um, with the pandemic and the whole closing and you really had to switch gears and I would assume like online sales and, you know, bringing in technology. How well, I can think of two major times, two major kind of disasters, if you want to call them such, that caused us to have major changes. One was the hurricanes of 2005, Five, right? Yeah, with three one right after another hurricane. We had plans and thoughts of building this new checkout building and redoing our greenhouse and all of that. But all of a sudden, you know, buildings were falling down and things were collapsing and we had to shut for a couple of weeks. And it's like, okay, we've got to make this happen now. Um, so we probably pushed it up a couple of years, our, our um, renovation plans because of those hurricanes. But we did. And if we hadn't, we would have really um, lost out on a lot. And yes, with the, with the pandemic, um, we actually did close for a month, um, but immediately went into gear with the staff uh, putting pictures online. And we had just gotten a new POS system, thankfully, which allowed us to do 
the online marketing and sales. Um, but to get it up and running, yeah. we, they worked quick. I mean, they matter did. of a few days, we were up and we running. We could not have done <clears throat> that. Kevin and I could <clears throat> not have done that. And it allowed us to keep everybody employed because they were filling orders and take, of course, taking care of the plants. Our parking lot was filled with um, with online sales and people would just pull up and load up their, their vehicles and... Um, yeah, but our staff made that happen. We had people working at home on it. We had people, you know, on on property taking pictures and such, and just figuring out the whole logistics of how to handle the payments and that kind of thing. Um, they pretty much blew us away with that. But. Yeah. So I think at our online <clears throat> order program going, it's still going, but not, of course, the scale it was then because we're back open and full steam. But uh, so it, to answer your question, it did create this process that we're continuing on so and i know you have been very involved not just with fnla in terms of learning and from others and education but with um another uh independent garden center specific group called the garden center group and uh you've really taken advantage of um their consultants and the other People. And I remember as you made some changes, you're like, oh, we learned this or this was brought up at, you know, such and such meeting with the Garden Center group. Um, can you share some of the, th- the great learnings you think you've got as a result of being in a group of non-competing garden centers? Uh, we're, we're a firm believer through all the years that you can't just do everything on your own. You have to go beyond your border and, and get ideas and see what other people are doing. You get an idea over here, an idea over there. Then you come back and make it your own. You're not just going to copy particularly because it doesn't might obtain to you. So the garden center group has allowed us to do that. I mean, it, it is a very open group of guard centers, like 120 guard centers that participate. And we get together once a year. We share numbers weekly. You can communicate on phone whenever we ask questions and 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 so it's been an ongoing we started with this group of people even before it was the garden center group with uh, robert hendrickson back in like 1998 or 97 and as as we have benefited over and over and over to get back to some ideas so one of the first i can think of we visited um a partner group in jacksonville and they had a little butterfly house and that just inspired us you know with the butterfly plants and a little bit of educational information and we said oh we'd really like to have a butterfly house and our butterfly house has has evolved over the years too started as a little wooden structure we dedicated it to my dad because when we first built it was the year that he died in 1998. Um, but then in the meantime, you know, we, we made it even bigger and turned it, uh, it's more like a pool enclosure, but it's a great place where people come, they take pictures, they learn about the um, pollinators and the, um, the host plants, and they just really get excited. It's a place where they'll come just um, like as a destination, even if they're not coming to buy plants, they wanna to go to the garden center to visit the butterfly house. And we recently did a kind of a total um, replanting uh, and, and uh, we, we got the cashiers involved. The cashiers did the planting and the cashiers maintain it just so they have a little feel for what's going on outside. And um, 
connected back again with Butterfly Dan, the butterfly farm and getting our chrysalis and such. So um, that that's one thing that we learned. Signage, ideas for signage, ideas for um, displays, that kind of thing. Just so many ideas. That Policies we get from- like, uh, what do you, how do you do deliveries? What do you charge for deliveries? Uh, what's your warranty? We bounce all these ideas among these people and then figure out what works for us. So we're not creating the wheel from yeah. on everything. And then when you get to the day to day, you know, like we've never sold a business before. You, most people don't do that more than once, but, um, and how do you handle um, telling your staff, how do you handle um, the transition from being hired by one um, entity to another? And they have a HR person who's hugely helpful. And she gave suggestions on how to handle that, that, you know, our attorney had said, oh, you have to hire, you have to fire everybody and they rehire him. And she said, no, 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 don't, it, you're going to cause uh, a lot of anxiety if you use that word um, and, and let them know they're being terminated. Don't do that. Uh, and gave us ideas on how to word a letter, um, which was really hugely helpful. So um, just, just some incredible support and tools on, on, on how to best um, handle situations that we may never uh, have faced before. That's a great, great asset. Do well. You mentioned selling the the garden center, and um, we have a lot of our listeners have um, businesses that they hope go to the next generation, and some do, and some don't. And I think people will be very interested to hear what that when you decided, you know what, maybe it's time for us to go spend more time, you know, on, on, on new adventures. Um, Our own garden. Yeah. yeah. And, and your children, while they love Rockledge Gardens and have been supportive over the years, have said that they don't see that as their future careers. So you knew you wanted to sell it. How, and I remember you reached out to some people to say, any thoughts? Um, what were some of those early steps that you took to kind of formulate and resources you used to get to where you are now about ready to seal the deal? Mm-hmm. Well, I think um, both the Garden Center Group and FNGLA were very good at helping us to realize that we needed to do this if we wanted our business to carry on, how important succession planning is, whether it's with your own family or someone beyond that, if you want your business to carry on as it is for years to come. Um, and we we attended several um, sessions by the Garden Center Group on succession planning, because again, a lot of a lot of the groups that are in, a lot of the garden centers that are in that group are facing the same thing we are, and they don't all have family either. Um, who's, who's interested in taking over. So they gave us some really good, good ideas. And there's just so many routes you can go. You can get a broker, of course. You can talk to your customers who are people that already love um, your business uh, and talk to friends, talk to the state association to see if they know of anybody. Just get the word out there. How anybody has done it and any suggestions. And we've talked to yeah, numerous yeah. people on that. Um, of course, we had uh, John Kennedy help us in just getting information out to the industry or telling us people in the industry that we should be talking to. And and the more people that 
we talked to and got the word out, I thought the more potential we had, but it ended up, it was more in-house what, yeah. what did it. Um, and it's funny when you say passing on to the next generation, my comforting feeling right now is that it's exactly what we're doing. It is the next generation. It's not our children, it's, uh, but, but it is, um, it's their, um, it's their generation. And, um, that that part makes me feel really really good, and I I know these people their their parents want to come and help and get involved and move here, and siblings want to be involved. And um, my grandson asked me the other day because he was at the meeting where we introduced the new owners. He said, "So Mimi, is Rockledge Gardens not going to be a family business anymore?" And I said, "Oh yes, River, it is going to be a family business. It's just not going to be our family, but it's a family who's taken it over, and um, and they're very interested." Interested and they hope that their children will be love it as much as as our children do and you do. So, yeah, yeah. So it's 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 challenging. It's probably the hardest thing we ever ever have done. And I think the fact that it went on for several years um, really helped me personally to be ready because it is it is a huge letting go of a way of life of um, you know of of, you know, it is family, it is family, that business was our home, we we actually lived on the property when we first got married, and our first child came home to the little cottage that was on that business. So there's a lot of, um, a lot of nostalgia, there's a lot of emotion, a lot of memories, a lot, a whole lot of memories that we're so grateful for. Uh, and letting go is not easy. But when you look at the alternative, and um, we've had some illnesses in both of our families, of course, we've lost our parents, all of our parents, um, and, and some illnesses with siblings, I've lost one sibling, um, you start to think, well, we're not going to live forever. And what if something happened quickly? What what would happen to Rockledge Gardens then? So it's the planning and the care of uh, of of the longevity of, of the business and in finding someone who's going to uh, be the next steward. For more than 100 years, Farm Credit has provided the financing necessary for America's farmers. Whether you are looking to build a new greenhouse, increase inventory, or refinance your existing debt, Farm Credit stands ready to help get the right financing needed for your business. For more information or to find a location near you, visit our website at www.farmcreditflorida.com. I think people listening um, or members, you have some companies that transition, you know, with the next generation like Randy and Ty, and we talked to them about that. But then there are a lot of people that don't have that situation, and that's, you know, their sure. concern how do is how yeah, do we, would, how do yeah. we, you know, sell or, you know, the value. I know, no, but I would be interested to in hearing the same from others. And we yeah. have, you know, this whole process where we ask people that's gone through it and try to get peace from here, peace from there and try to figure out how does it work? Because none of us has done it before. Yeah. I never do it again. Important to us from the beginning was kind of um, being transparent. Um, and this couple who came in, kind of family friends, um, had come to visit, when I say family friends, they're the, the brother and sister-in-law of a really close friend of our daughter. And they came to visit the sister and uh, came to an event at Rockledge Gardens, fell in love with Rockledge Gardens. They had been looking for a business to buy because they are in 
uh, the merchant marines. They've both been on ships for the past what, five 12, to seven 12, years, 12 years, a long 12 time. Years. And um, they met on the ship. And but then from then on, they were not on the same ship anymore, going in different directions, being gone for different amounts of time. And they thought it was time to settle down, buy a business, raise a family. And as soon as they met Rockledge Gardens, they fell in love with Rockledge Gardens and they made it happen. When they first told us that the other couple was close to having a contract signed. Um, and we said, if anything happens, you know, we'll let you know. And within two weeks, it did happen. And we let them know. And even when they were at sea, they were getting work done, getting their loan, the SBA loan, and they just really powered out to get things done. And make it happen so um very smart very um hip um energetic energetic yeah, yeah. hard worker a lot of energy yeah. outdoors people yeah. yeah and they can learn about plants i think they have huge leadership skills and they want to learn about plants and they know that our staff knows about plants and i have no doubt they'll learn everything they need to do uh, i think uh the riley family from probably from your parents and then the two of you, uh, it, it is a business, but it, I think uh, Rockledge Gardens is actually a part of the community um, there. And being from that area, I guess I'm, I'm a little biased uh, of it, but, um, and, and especially now that you've added the farmer's market and the events, it's a place where people have weddings, it's a place where they have family celebrations. So it's, um, and I know that that's real important uh, legacy for that you're hoping to see continue with the sale. And you put a lot of um, thought into, you know, as you were looking on how you could um, sell it, you know, but the, the community involvement is very important to the new people and, and continuing that, <laughs> that image and that reputation is very important. Uh, they're from Charleston. They live in Charleston. They'll be moving down. And they're up and back, went back home or they were at home telling their landlord that they had to cut their lease off by a few months. And, and he's in the conversation, he asked why, well, we're, well, we're moving to Florida, we're buying a business. He's, oh, what kind of business? Well, it's a garden center. And it's named Rockledge Gardens. And the guy said, Rockledge Gardens. I know Rockledge Gardens. My parents go there and so forth. And this is up <laughs> in Charleston. That was a little nice confirmation to them. Like, God, oh, they got a yeah. piece of reputation. <laughs> so I thought that was yeah. cool. That is, uh, as, as Teresa say, the angels are, are active there. That's cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, well, if you were to, um, and you probably already have done this, but share with the new owners your take, like to do a really brief SWOT analysis, strengths, opportunities, weakness, threats for independent garden centers. Uh, what what do you see out there as the 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 big uh, strength, opportunity, threat, or? Um... Well, I mean, it, the, of course, those things have changed over time. And that's one thing as a small business, closely held business advantage is that we can change and adjust as those things change. The, of course, the biggest threat is just, you know, online sales, mass merchants, and those things that you, you, you think are the big threat. And if you try to counter that and, and play their game, you're not going to win that game. So you just say, you do your thing. We're going to do our thing. And our thing is the experience. You know, you might be able to buy this plant anywhere, but 
are you going to feel as good about it? And are you going to be as successful with it by buying it just anywhere as buying at Rockledge Gardens? That's what we hope not. So the experiences are a big thing. What is that experience? It's information, friendliness, you know, hopefully quality, selection, all those kind of things um, will be our strength. Um, I also think that um, the pandemic helped the industry as a whole um, by creating a, a newfound awareness of outdoors and nature and plants and people's own gardens. Um, as people were forced to stay home, they became more in touch with their surroundings in their own homes and they had this desire to make it more beautiful. Um, I think I think that's really been an, an advantage and, a, and an opportunity so that that's um, something that the pandemic has done, created a, a, a love and a value to plants, which it didn't have before. Um, I think always a challenge is staff getting the right people in the right place and um, and finding those people. Mm -hmm. um, other challenges, of course, is weather, you know, which we have no control over at all. One of my mother's um, favorite sayings is we weather the weather, whatever the weather, whether we like it or not. And it's true. And we do weather it. And we've, we've weathered some pretty hefty storms. Um, you know, when you have a rainy day on a spring Saturday, that can hurt and, and you've got to try to catch up on that and, and that we have no control over. So th those are the challenges that um, some of the things that are the benefits are also the challenges, but um, lots of opportunities. I mean, I, and I think that that's what I, I see in these new people. They're the people coming in is, is I think they're looking at, you know, they'd like to see what our past history is and so forth and make sure it's something they want to do, but they're looking more of what their opportunity is for the future. And, and I, and thinking positive and thinking ahead is what's going to make them successful. They're not going to rest on their laurels. They're going to say, what are we going to do from here to even do better? Uh, so opportunities are great right now. Our area in Bavar County is economically very healthy. Um, I mean, our county has learned since the you know recession of the you know two thousand and seven, six, seven, eight, uh, when the booming the housing bubble burst and the shuttle program stopped and six thousand people were laid off at the Cape. Our county has come back with a very diverse uh, economic situation and um, so we're very optimistic about the future of our area uh, we feel like we're in the right place at the right time for these folks and i think they think the same thing so our opportunities are really good as long as you know they're going to continue with that community feel that that people feel good about supporting us and we'll be there for them very nice so um if harry witty is looking down and sees the the transition happening I think he will say to Kevin and Teresa, well done, well done, good stewards. Well, I mean, many times over the years, we'd ask ourselves, what would Harry Whitty do? <laughs> what would he do? So we, we hope that is the situation. And that, that is the biggest compliment people through the years have, have said to us, oh, your dad would be so proud, you know, or, you know, what, what just some kind of interpretation of that. And that was always the thing that made me feel the best um, because we have always felt their presence there, you know, and um, well, we named our, our 
Learning Center, the event space after after my parents, the Harry and Mary Whitty Learning Center. We have the Butterfly House that was dedicated to my dad, the, the Pollinator Garden that's dedicated to my mother. Um, and then our staff decided to name our new room that uh, for smaller events, um, the Riley Room. So um, it's kind of it's kind of neat. And, um, you know, we, we carry on the, the name and the tradition and um, the memories. That's right. What's uh, like the main takeaway that you would uh, want to share with people in the industry? Here's your you know, the Riley wisdom statement. Or other garden center people? Or, or anyone listening. Um, love what you do. Love love what you do. If you don't love what you do, you're not in the right place. Um, we have always loved what we did. And, and, you know, when people say to us, you know, oh, we thought you really loved it. Well, we do. We will. We always will. Um, but um, there are other things we want to do. We want more time with our families. We want time to travel. We want time to garden. And we don't have um, quite the energy we yeah, had back then. We either. do not. <laughs> and, and I think we're kind of, I mean, we're aging and we're, you know, I won't say we're fuddy daddies, but, but we, we don't, we, we don't have what it takes for the newer generation, the energy and, and the hipness and that kind of thing. Um, yeah. You're <laughs> hip, Teresa. Well, when, when our staff, they did, it was so cute. This, this meeting uh, on Tuesday, they gave away what they called Rockies and they were superlatives. And some of the terminology they used, I'm like, well, what, what does that mean? You know, uh, people who won awards for um, like, okay, who can, what was it? who can handle any Karen that comes along or whatever. I'm like, what does that mean? Um, So, but uh, it it was explained and I, I then understood it. And, um, but it's, it's, uh, but, and then Tree said, you you have to love what you do and no matter what industry and what job you have that we feel like that's very important. You got to look forward to going to work. And we have, and did over the years, not that every day is, all flowers and people of course look at you working oh i want to work in a garden center i love flowers and you're like okay you know there's a little bit more to it than just picking the flowers you better love people um, <laughs> that's it you better love and, people and that's heat more important. and sweat and and yeah. you know and, and you get in dealing with people you get all kinds of people there are those there's been many a days then I, I get home and have to say well at least i'm glad i don't sell tires you know <laughs> I'm, I, I'm selling plants what can you not like about that and, right. and then you get some customers that when you're done they've gone away and you say at least i'm not married to that person you, know? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta you know yeah. it's challenges yeah. but you got look at the challenge i can handle this challenge this is, this is something we're gonna do so yeah we loved it we loved it very much i have um five quick questions to ask you they're very simple just don't think hard about it just uh, what's your favorite plant or tree and why? Oh my gosh. Live oak. Live oak. Why? Live forever. And they serve a, a big purpose and they're just beautiful. Live they oak. serve a big purpose. I love that, Kevin. Yeah. They don't take a lot of care either. Yeah. <laughs> Teresa, it's hard, isn't it? It, it is so hard because I love Just all flowers. flowers and, and, and I, I'd say, you know, and it's probably very, um, very trite, but, uh, I love sunflowers and I, they're just happy flowers and I love zinnias. I love things you can cut and put in a vase and make people smile. And, um, the butterflies come too, but, 
sunflowers in particular, they just seem to take on human characteristics and, and just are very happy and bring joy and light. Um, what is a quote or a mantra or words of wisdom you keep as a reminder on your desk or on your phone screen or so every day you see it as a reminder? <sighs> <laughs> well, the, that that one of my mother's, and and another one that um, the the weather the weather, but also it's a beautiful day, and and um, and that that was one of my mother's favorite sayings. It's a beautiful day, and how can I help you? And those um, up until a couple of days before she died, she was still saying those two things, and those those are things that I've taken on as my own that even on the worst of days, there's still beauty to be found. So it is in fact a beautiful day. And, um, and to be able to ask somebody, how, how can I help you? Um, not only in business, but just in life in general, I think are good, uh, good, good things to And, and Teresa's uh, dad instilled in me the phrase that I think of very regularly is you can't sell from an empty wagon. He had he had numerous phrases and the, the, it's a sizzle that sells the steak. That one comes up often and you can't sell from an empty wagon. Uh, but, you know, that one I keep on telling my staff now, you know, you, you got to have stuff out there. You can't sell from an empty wagon. Good advice. Uh, what's the book you're reading now or the next book on your reading list? I just finished one called Two Dogs and a Parrot um, and my, my brother had given it to me. And it's actually by a nun, but she's talking about the life in the convent with with two different dogs um, at two different times, and then the parrot and the lessons we learn from our animals and how they um, how they interpret to everyday life, which was really enjoyable. Um, and then um, the Nature Fix is the other one that I'm reading presently too. So, yeah. How about you, Kevin? Uh, not that deep. Uh, you know, we listen to books and we travel and things and enjoy that. But what I'm actually looking at right now is a book on wood turning. It's how the wood turn because uh, we went to a little weekend class up in North Carolina a few weeks ago and I took a two day class on wood turning. It's something I want to do when I retire. And that's the book um, next to my bed that I look at at night, how to oh, wood turn. And it's called Learning to Turn, which I think is pretty, That that's a good um title for life too learning learning to turn (laughs) i can't wait to see what you what you turn up with kevin (laughs) me too he's made a bowl already it's beautiful i know that you are all in retirement mode but if you had some extra capital or time or maybe you will have extra capital and time what side hustle would you start today well, I, I want to have a little cut flower, not really business, because anything that I, I produce with it, I want to do for donations for different um, organizations. But I'm already wanting to do the pet, and I, I've got a name for it. It's called T. Rose's Flower Farm. And, um, and just grow flowers both here in our home in North Carolina and put them in simple um, glass jars or um, beer cans actually make really nice vases. Um, and and sell them possibly at um, farmers markets or give them to churches to give to people in the hospital and such. But anything that comes out of it, it'll be for uh, a, some kind of a, a charity or organization. How about you, Kevin? I don't know. 
I, I, I like, I mean, I like construction things like building projects and stuff. I would never want to do it for, for a living because then you're responsible for the quality control and such. And, you know, but, um, um, I, I would have to be something constructive uh, or, or maintenance. Growing. I like, I like lawn maintenance. I like doing that kind of stuff. And Just growing fruits for growing. We're going to, in our retirement, we have some property across the road that we're, we got fruit trees on. We're going to spend time over there growing the fruit trees. Yeah. So you already got a side hustle, a couple of yeah. them. Yeah. 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 Okay. You, this, you know, I'm going to ask this question. What's the best part of belonging to F and Joe the people, yeah. the wonderful yeah. people, yeah. and and the education, the the the, the uh, amazing um, speakers that come in. Um, but it's the people, it's the staff, it's the other members. Um, it's just learning from each other. It's and, forming friendships, and that, that learning is is informal learning. I mean, I, I'm on the Knowledge College, and it's changed. I think it was originally the National. I don't remember what it was back in way back when um but i'm on, on the knowledge college committee i've been there 27 years or something and every time i go to a meeting just with the other people on the committee i walk away learning something that had nothing to do with the meeting but just sharing among the, the staff and they're all willing to share you know you know this is coming down the pike and this is something to do and so forth so the it's the people and what you gain from them and the the, the friendships you get so yeah by far it's people Thank you for listening to this episode of FNGLA's Plant People Podcast. We'd like to thank the Farm Credit Associations of Florida for sponsoring this episode. We would also like to thank the University of Florida's Orange and New Creative Lab in Agricultural Education and Communication for producing our podcast. If you like this podcast and want to learn more about FNGLA, visit the FNGLA website www.fngla.org.